0: Forever. Dog. Welcome to Public Intellectual. I'm your host, Jessa Crispin. Public Intellectual continues to exist on this plane of existence because of the generosity of its supporters and listeners. If you would like to become a supporter, you can go to patreon.com publicintellectual public intellectual. Give us a little money. We will continue on by we, I mean, you know, uh, I, but um, we'll also give you some things in exchange like bonus episodes, exclusive writings, and etc. It's patreon.com slash public intellectual. Continuing our very important series on wife studies, today, Margaret Howey and I talk about the latest developments and the Epstein scandal. All of the married men who have been caught in his company and the wives that stand by them. So I've been watching a lot of uh, Jordan Peterson videos um, and documentaries about him. And I don't know if you've ever seen his wife, um, but the uh, the energy that she's getting off is somebody who's been tortured for a long time. Uh, and, you know, that, that kind of like blank space behind the eyes. So like basically the uh, Michael Caine's wife in children of men uh, <laughs> is is the is the vibe that it's I love. get from her. It's the, um, I,
1: it's the R. Kelly's ex-wife look, which, if you've seen her, it's it's rough, it's awful. It's awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, because that, that's basically, like, it's kind of, I don't know, if you marry Jordan Peterson, there's two ways you're going to go about it, you're either going, you're either just like a husk of a human, or you're feeding upon his energy and it
0: makes you grow stronger. It's, obvi- it's obviously the first one here. Mm-hmm. Um, although, while I was doing my research, I did find, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson loves to talk about the importance of marriage and monogamy and, and so on. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously mm-hmm. fucking miserable. So I don't know why he's doing that. But um,
1: there is one that, feminine, that, that unruly feminine energy that will consume him otherwise.
0: I know. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. But there's like one particular video where he's talking to his class and they're and it, they're just like shooting the shit, you know, like it, it, it's very sort of, he's turned the chair around energy. Um, and uh, people are asking him about marriage. One of his students asked about marriage. And as he talks about how it's important to devote yourself and your life to somebody, even when it's, excruciatingly hard even when it's terrible (laughs) even when you want to die like you know painting the bleakest picture of marriage possible and he's also as he's doing this taking his wedding ring off his finger and putting it back on (laughs) like Freud would shit himself anyway just that's, that's the research I did into Jordan Peterson's marriage.
1: Oh, I, I mean, I did that research too because I watched a lot of terrible sitcoms which taught me that marriage is nothing mm. but a constant game of one-upmanship to make the other person miserable. Uh, yeah. Yes. In which yes. the wife is a shrew and annoying but oddly hot, and the man is mm-hmm. c- cons- this like the antithesis of anything sexually attractive, just a giant miserable lump of just repellentness that's that's marriage so
0: and she is the competent one who has has to basically drag her husband into um and any situation like he's totally lost mm-hmm. without her um yeah that's that's the 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 modern image of marriage aren't we all yeah. glad that we're doing it It's Anyway. Well, okay, so I was yeah. thinking
1: about Pride and Prejudice and, well, mm-hmm. thinking about hideous men um, and Pride and Prejudice. And, of course, the there's a horror movie inside Pride and Prejudice, which is the story of Charlotte Lucas, who is just, like, chilling on the outskirts of the story in this hilarious subplot where, because of economic uh, vulnerability, she's forced to marry one of the worst men uh, ever. And and you know it's just like this oh this side plot but it's actually horrific because that's what real life is real life is not the rich asshole turns into actually a really lame man who will save your sister from ruin real life is that you were you were fucked and you had to marry <laughs> Mister um, and be knocked up by him by the end of the book they were only they were married for a hot second and she was already yeah. pregnant Jesus so uh, <laughs> yeah that's that was like, you know, I mean, there's a direct line probably from Jane Austen to everybody loves Raymond. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, subtext just became text, oh. right? Like that's that's all that happened there. Um, well, the reason that uh, I wanted to devote an episode to this um, was because of the news. Uh well that you had years ago broken broken Berlin, I believe years ago uh, yes. but has become uh, yeah yes it was you having the, a the, gin, the club. and I decided to the just um, it's yeah ruin uh,
1: about three years for you yeah yeah
0: because I really like Rebecca Goldstein uh and well I like I really like two of her books and then I've never liked anything else but her two the two books uh are very good one being betraying Spinoza, and the other one, her book about Gradel, Nothingness, or something. Um, and you told me that <laughs> she's married to Stephen. This What a ruiner. And well, I, lost I hadn't my mind. realized thus far was that she's she's wife number three.
1: Yeah. What the? What Where are you putting them? in? <laughs> I mean, we know he's doing. He's hanging them sake. on butcher's folk somewhere. You know, <laughs> dancing around with their corpses like Buffalo Bill. But yeah, so yeah. yep, here she is number three and uh it, it gets worse <laughs> on her website she has she's got she's quoted uh, an article about them on her website which calls them america's brainiest couple which is not something brainy people say
0: uh-huh. no i assume i yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. so, yeah. and they're very they're very yeah they're one of the they're they're the intellectual power couple in the sense that the, nobody can ever forget that they're a couple um because once I realized that they were married I was like oh she references him in all of her books <laughs> and he references her uh, just as like oh it just so happens that uh I I have I happen to know the person who's been working on this topic for years I believe his name <laughs> is Steven Pinker uh which is so more much more obnoxious now that I know that they're married <laughs> Oh, it's the, so
1: the other, so yeah, there are two, there are two ways as we, as like I position at the beginning of this, which is that you either, you marry, when you marry a hideous man, you either are like sucked into becoming like an awful husk of a human being just dangling from a butcher's hook, or it's the Meghan McCain route where his evilness just pushes you forward into increased awfulness. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You were, like, low-grade, like, had potential to really yeah, – your potential of awfulness had not been, like, really actualized until marriage. The world of matrimony offered it up to you. And you could just start quoting, quoting this guy. I believe it. I believe is it, is it. Was it Pinker who said this? Oh. <laughs> um
0: I, you know, I had a very sort of surface-level – engagement with steven pinker's awfulness uh before this information came to light um and then have sort of you know in the in the like oh evolutionary psychology is a thing and uh the world is getting better even despite all the evidence and lived experience (laughs) so on to the contrary um and uh the world is getting better, aka, can you just shut up and be
1: grateful? Just shut up. Stop, stop complaining, well, and be grateful because the world is getting better. That's,
0: it's really getting better for him because uh, he he gets to be on Jeffrey Epstein's super special plane. But um, but yeah, so um, um, look, yeah, he might have. But people are being nasty to him on Twitter. So
1: like, who's the real victim here?
0: It's really, really okay. The, so the, apparently, the the Epstein Pinker information has been uh, available for a while, and I had just missed it. Like Gawker reported about it uh, five years ago. Yeah, we ago.
1: dropped on this one. Um, yeah.
0: But also, um, since then, Steven Pinker wrote a piece about how rape do- doesn't really exist. Um,
1: yes. He wouldn't, he wasn't, and he just fucking backed it up with that bullshit, there is no campus rape study. That's literally Mm -hmm. all he did. He didn't even come up with his own bullshit study. Unless he did. I mean, I only skimmed it, obviously, because I prized my eyeballs, but. The,
0: the piece, I mean, well, there's nothing new in it. It's, it's every single, um, uh, you know, since Katie Royfe. it's been the same bullshit line, uh, from the you know the it's a mass hysteria overinflated statistics and while there there's also the the thing about the statistics is that they always like quote the old statistics that have been sort of disproven um but also have been updated by a uh, campus uh rape activists for for years and they're pretending like, oh well, once they used this um this inaccurate uh statistics and so that sort of uh you know um why is my brain so bad today? But uh i mean because you've been interacting with Jordan Peterson videos, love. That I know, they don't do Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Um but they but they yeah, it's a, a sort of false argument. They're saying because at one time somebody quoted these statistics, uh, that have since been updated, then that means rape doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you know, and if, and if you bitches could just start being logical about things, yeah. then we wouldn't yeah. even have this discussion. Okay. Because things are getting better. Things are getting better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that was the the, the wonderful thing about Pinker's, um, his, defense of being friends with Je- Jeffrey Epstein was his line about as far as I know, I am the only writer who has been documenting how things are getting better for women. So that's <laughs> interesting. Just me guys. It's
1: the it's the yeah, it's it's the look. Look again it is it's look bitches. Why are you being more appreciative? I've done so much for you
0: yes yes by telling you how much better your life is than what you actually experience (laughs)
1: yeah right you know so like what's what's a little 14 year old slovenian sex traffic victim between between us feminists yeah
0: yeah yeah we're we're probably you know we got she's not in slovenia anymore we're already improving her life you know precisely trickle down i tipped her for that blowjob. so capitalism works
1: it works precisely you know yeah it's um yeah so yeah so you know so yeah so the, you've got this dude and um and he's awful and he is completely gotcha yeah, katie roifey is like one of the many women who have um also been carrying him as well as i don't know i mean i keep coming back to the specter of Jose maxwell who i not really i'm sure i'm mispronouncing that name because mm-hmm. it's french and fancy and i'm not French or fancy, yeah. But she's the uh, society lass who was basically enabling all this Epstein thing all over New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's the one who led me to start thinking about Olivia Goldsmith's novel, *The First Wife Club*, mm-hmm. which, yeah. I've, yeah, I've decided is the uh, Rosetta Stone to understanding all of this. Um, yes. Despite the fact that just doing after doing some cursory Googling myself, no one has bothered to upload the plot synopsis anywhere on the internet. So I'm building this entirely on my memory of reading the book several times. We had a copy of it floating around the house, and I was young, and it had some sex scenes in it, so you do what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, hashtag kids these days don't understand uh, what, we, <laughs> what we had to go through. So what the re- I came back to the first White's Club because – um children may not know out there, but there was a book before there was a movie. And the book is far worse than the movie and far nastier and far more misogynistic. Um, I mean, and you know, racist, etc. But mm-hmm. it's also they change the ending completely for the movie. Um and but the setup starts off the same. The setup starts off that there are these four wealthy white ladies who all work to build their husbands up into being these incredibly successful monsters. And then they're all flabbergasted when these incredibly successful monsters cast them aside, abuse them, exploit them, you know, do whatever. Um, And so in both book and movie, they then join back up and plan their revenge using various token homosexuals to help them out. And in the but what's interesting about the in the in the book basically that's what happens is that they get their revenge, they destroy these men and the end of it they're kind of all sitting around like haha, we won. Whereas in the movie they make a very interesting, a much, much better idea because basically in the in the book they do the exact same things that these men have done already and they just like adapt their exact techniques to destroying them. So the cycles just perpetuate and the young women who have been abandoned by these guys who have been crushed by their ex-wives are back to being like abandoned. One I believe descends into mental illness. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's all fairly unpleasant. In the movie, instead, they decide that revenge is the low road and what the better idea is to blackmail all their ex-husbands and use them into donating money into a crisis center for abused women. Mm, well, yeah, yeah, which is arguably much better. And
0: you yeah. know, and what we should probably all be doing but also way less realistic for these, for this sort of demographic of women. But, yeah.
1: Well, you say that, and that you say it's not realistic, but who shows up at the end of the movie as a totemic figure for the entire fucking spirit of this? But Ivanka Trump, also Gloria Dunham, <laughs> and Ed Coke, weirdly enough. But, like, it was the 90s. It was very confusing times for all of us. So, yeah. No, Ivanka Trump, I think, stands, um, stands as our icon here, who – you know, helped birth an awful, awful man, then left him and ended up with his own mythology of her own quasi-feminist triumph for, as we all were taught to say in the nineties, don't get mad, get everything. Yeah. Um yeah. but without actually making anything better for anyone except Ivanka Trump. So yeah. 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 That's uh that's my thesis. Thank you very much. I also listened to the song that Suzanne Vega wrote about the author. Um, which was recorded in two thousand four, and it sounds like everything else recorded in two thousand four by a woman with a guitar. I think there may have been raindrop <laughs> noises in the background, so can't say I don't suffer for my intellectualism. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: it's bad. No, I like it. I, I I feel I this is this is very um, this is this is a very good addition to wife studies. Um, You know, the the wife as a a cultural icon, but also I just don't understand. Like, so you're married to Steven Pinker and yeah, he's good for your career. And yeah, you get to be part of a power couple and everything else. But the good wife was on TV like 15 years ago. Uh, (laughs) And I, and I, and you know, she should have shown these women the way of like, if you leave, uh your terrible husband uh you get to be more terrible yourself like you get to find that within you and that's pretty exciting you get yeah. to wear uh, a lot of pebbles mm. and uh which is very you know divorce chic uh wear and then uh you get to give like a really disturbing hand job uh under a table at a bar to uh the guy from the zombie show and that's
1: so far, this is the, so far, this is the Ivanka Trump story. So, like,
0: mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I don't know if she's not sued
1: the guys from The Good Wife yet, because like, that's, that's been her blueprint. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, don't you want to do the Matt Lauer wife-like route, which is just shut up, stay out of the public and take all his money and humiliate him? I mean, that's
0: that's worked out well. Like... And and when somebody tries to criticize you for, you know, uh, profiting off of this person's terribleness and enabling the way that, uh, you know, he's been sexually abusing or politically abusing or whatever the fuck, uh, his power, um, then some you know, pretty actresses go on Twitter and defend your honors and tell you that you're just being a misogynist. Um so Right? Yeah. It's a pretty good life. Yeah. Pretty good life. Like
1: it's it's really good right. We need to get on this wife shit. We need (laughs) first first build your monster. Mm -hmm. Second, divorce your monster. Third profit. Profit, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Profit and (laughs) Piplums. That, there's the memoir title right now. It'll be an instant hit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that none of the women who have left their terrible husbands, of which have been like two thus far, mm. have uh, have ha- have a memoir yet. I know it's probably forthcoming, but um, I'm surprised it hasn't. Yeah, left you could would have got on those. Like again, if, if we follow Ivanka, she
1: got a she's got seven memoirs mm-hmm. out. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, and what, how has it left her? She's the only Trump welcome in a gay bar. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. She's the smartest one. (laughs) So the ways of the wife, it's, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's intriguing. Of the, yeah, of the hideous men, a lot of the wives have just stayed silent. They're just dangling from their hooks still. Um, which is what's happened to old Marchesa lady, like the, the designy one who made the big puffy dresses.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's still doing that. She's um, on the next project runway, I believe as a, as a judge. Um,
1: Oh, thank God. Thank
0: God. We've got a Kushner
1: and, and a Weinstein. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, Tim and Heidi have fucked off, but we still got, we still got that. Um, And, you know, it hasn't been good since Michael Kors was on. So. It doesn't, it doesn't no, matter.
1: no, it hasn't. Though I, well, I mean, I completely ate the last episode, like last series up. I mean, this is, you know, I want, I want, I was totally here for it. Uh, Gara was robbed. Yeah, it's um, yeah. <laughs> Project, <laughs> there's there's no way to call myself out of my, yeah, you know, Project Runway is indefensible, but I I fucking love it. I just want large dresses all the time, which is basically how these wives get us. They throw their large dresses at us, and we're like, oh that's a very big dress I don't know can't see beyond this gigantic dress so
0: I did I did notice that so one of the other terrible men um that was caught up in the Jeffrey Epstein thing and of course there's going to be more and more and more but uh Lawrence Krauss (gasps) the uh, physicist who um had his own sort of uh, sexual abuse investigation which it turns out was his defense was partially paid for by uh jeffrey epstein hey! by a big donation Brotherhood, so, man, uh, um this is what community means this yeah. is what it means to show up for your people yeah um so he's he was also on the epstein planes and he says that he only makes judgment based on empirical evidence and by his assessment of the girls on these planes, they were clearly 19, between 19 and 25. Yep. So you can tell by look <laughs> You, them. It's totally, it's totally obvious um, to, to Lawrence Krauss who has honed his skills. Yeah. I'm guessing by years working as a bouncer or something uh, similar. <laughs> um <laughs> but he too is married and his wife has been tweeting in support of Jeffrey Epstein saying, you know, he already was punished for some of this stuff. And it's just unfair to keep persecuting somebody once they've already paid their debt to society. Um, so she's all in. She's, she's in. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: She's not making anyone sleep on the couch. Is she? No. she's, you know, wow, God, it's inspiring, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> find least, someone who loves you enough, yeah, to defend your pedo mate on Twitter. <laughs> that's,
0: that's goals, and not question, not question your own access to the same bodies. At least Rebecca, <laughs> for the most part that I've seen, has cho- has been quiet about all of this so far. But um, yeah, she seems
1: to be mainly on the like. Let's talk about Plato line, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So,
1: no. And Plato. Now there was someone who knew the difference between a nineteen-year-old and a twenty-five-year-old body. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: God. Yeah. I mean, is there a, is there a bring your wife out playbook? It's it does feel like it's the natural extension of being a um, my wife guy on Twitter. Is is the wife just doing mm-hmm. all the social media heavy lifting for you? That's that's <laughs> yeah. really yeah. Just, you know, Lee, just, wow, just the, just someone leave Britney aloneing. um, not even on behalf of you, but on behalf of your fucking pedo mate. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Every time I try to get into the Jeffrey Epstein thing, I'm usually just like, uh, before I start looking at the list, I'm just dissuaded by the huge ass is of Alan Dershowitz. who's just, he's all, yeah. he's like a black hole, just sucks up every other information. It's impossible. And I think, I believe he's also got three wives. All of them he has yeah. clearly yeah. devoured for extra power. No, I lied. <laughs> so, I mean, he might have a spare backup auxiliary wife um, somewhere. I, I, let's not let's not put it past him. You know.
0: Yeah. I will say that as part of my research, because I'm so devoted, I I watched Reversal of Fortune Excellent. again for the 80th time. Um, yeah. Uh, Where Alan Dershowitz is portrayed as, you know, just a, just eaten up inside by the injustices of the world. Um, And also conveniently gives this sort of uh, narrative for the failure of his first marriage, which is he was just so committed to getting um, black men off of death row that uh, the marriage didn't work out because um, he couldn't be there for his wife. Um, and not that he was, you know, uh, allowing Jeffrey Epstein to provide him with underage, underage girls.
1: No, like I mean, he really is a true, a true hero. Uh, and Frank, you know, it it sounds like, um, yeah. I mean, is, was that like his? You think it was his argument like getting out of paying any alimony? Because that's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, poor old. Mrs. Allen, number one, got left there with nothing because you know yeah. the the guys on death row. Honey, the guys on death row. Think of them. um uh, Then, that, that yeah. yeah. back to so
0: like
1: we've talked about this before, but Glenn Close and the wife as and the mm-hmm. Glenn Close almost an er wife figure in various various media threads through the ages. She she either is the wife or she's trying to kill your wife, like
0: yeah, you know. It's, it's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, The Wife is very... I've hated this movie for, you know, for over a year now. Um, and uh, I think it didn't come out over a year ago. I think I've just hated it.
1: I, I've never... I can't get enough of you hating this movie. So I'm just trying to, you know, it's, it warms me from the inside out. Every time you talk about how much you hate that movie.
0: I really like... Glenn Close, but I was so excited that she did not win the Oscar for that movie because um, I didn't want oh, that movie was- celebrated <laughs> on any level. <laughs> or, you know... it got oh. Yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah, no, no, it's... it's Look, we... Yeah, I mean, I've got mixed feeling about, like, giving Oscars out or giving any awards out just because you've been hanging around long enough. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's there's a line between, like, look, you've been hanging around long enough and being like, well... Let's actually acknowledge this absolute piece of shit. Um, and <laughs> we, we We can't. Not when you got Olivia Coleman right there.
0: I you know, know, she was right there. She was right there. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yes.
1: So, I yeah. yeah.
0: I just can't I just can't understand why we're uh still in this place of not understanding um, you know complicity and these sorts of things but like when the bezos divorce happened um and everybody went lost their fucking minds on twitter saying she deserves half like nobody deserves that nobody deserves that much money no one but it's just like she supported him while he was building the Death Star. So she, <laughs> she deserves half of the Death Star. He came, but, he came home from a hard day of laboring on the Death Star, and
1: she had a hot meal there for him. She patted his little bald head, told him how great he was. So, like, give him a fucking weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, it's it's bizarre, but yeah. So it's just this this narrative of a, the abandoned white lady is a really hard one to get rid of. You know, when, yeah. like you got you got to look after these these that, It's still pretty, which is key. Um, Mm -hmm. If she'd let herself go, that'd be another thing. But, you know, if she's done her best not to let herself go, and she's there and she's stayed quiet, she didn't say a peep about the building of the Death Star, she helped build the Death Star, then she should get rewarded. Like, we we can't punish these women um, for enabling, because then we would verily underpin, like, or the evil. <laughs> There's probably been a good Frankenstein oh, yeah. metaphor in yeah. here, but
0: I've never got around to reading Frankenstein, so sorry. <laughs> um she we we can't punish them, but we also can't get our heads around like their responsibility of like if you're if you're if your husband's company has major labor violations and uh you know uh human rights violations and contributes to the world being a terrible place you know maybe you should take some responsibility for that like oh maybe she said something it's it is the kind of thing of like um ivana trump's you know just absolutely merciless pr campaign to always get in the news constantly anytime her father does something terrible you know the her his daughter did try to speak with him and you know whatever but this idea of um that they are the civilizing force or they are just doing their best to try to make a bad situation better or whatever rather than oh no this is this is this is part of part of yep. the system. It's it's hilarious to me that we see it on a daily basis with mm. the Trump administration and yet it doesn't sort of um uh go through the rest of the the cultural environment. Yeah, I you know and
1: Iv- Ivana even gets more um she gets more shit than Melania does. Melania gets off Scot free generally speaking because Melania mm-hmm. is just so passive, which is the ideal. Um, whereas if you, you know, if you actually have a job and actually try to talk, which is um, what daughter does constantly, then you get a little bit more shit than if all you do is just sit around in your fucking, you know, like mansion of terrifying red trees changing your outfit. Yeah. I mean, I know I mean, I mean, know it's like love and honor in the vows, but if your husband's putting kids in cages, maybe, maybe have a little rethink. I don't know. <laughs> That's, yeah. Like, yeah. Is i pretty isn't there a baby in cage's claws to the vows somewhere? Like take take another look at the prenup, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you should have stuck something in there in the boilerplate about actually imprisoning infants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, even if she did manage to mm-hmm. like murder him now. Too late, bitch. Um and she would yeah too late too late to be a folk hero too late to get like a, a triumphant historical painting made of the moment where you you know sliced his dick off and put it in his mouth. hello, yeah. secret security <laughs>
1: um, Instagram it's, uh, <laughs> um
0: I just feel like it's oh, yeah. too late um no one gets redemption at this point after the actual concentration camps got built yep. it's just yeah. Yeah,
1: you should have tripped that fucker when you're on the escalator okay going down towards his announcement you should have fucking tripped him and his like little brittle bones would have snapped and you know then you just pay off some nurse look after him for the remainder of his 10 years on life on earth and you fuck off back to Slovakia with your fortune that's what you should have done but no so yeah she's always got such a I mean I don't know like it's that we at least state at the top there is the like hideous men hideous abusive men do awful, hideous, abusive mm. things to their wives as well. But, um, which is only totally true. But also, yeah, like agency is a thing, I guess. Like, when when's a fucking baby in a cage. do <laughs> <Well, we're> like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we we're actually like unfortunately unfortunately going going to be doing a episode all about um big little lies uh in the near future um with my friend who studies uh domestic violence um about just like what an absolute shit show uh that show is. But one of the reasons why it pissed me off so much is like the this idea of just like Well, she's just, you know, she's abused. She's so put upon. She has all the money and resources in the entire fucking world. And I know domestic violence in these situations are difficult, but fucking Christ, we have all the information. You have every resource available to you. And yeah, there's just no, there's no sort of um, moral justification for passivity on, on that level.
1: But there's, there's no other believable domestic abuse victim. I mean, the domestic abuse victim who may have at some point, you know, drunk or had a police record or been in a violent altercation herself or, you know, sworn or had the timidity not to be white or like maybe, you know, like maybe not legally married to her abuser. Um, you know, maybe she's got children from another person. Well, then in that case, she's not. She's not a real victim, so you have to. If you're going to portray a domestic violence victim, she's got to be absolutely perfect, and she has to be this irreproachable and and she has to to put the full force of the psychic trauma she, you know, she has. Then, well, she's got to have all the money in the world and still be horrified by this. I mean, I'm guessing that's the that's the thing. It's it's uh it's the perfect victim, um, you know, because like seeing poor non-white people be the is just free that's just grim man that's just a downer <laughs> like, how do you meme that you can't effectively meme that guys i know i mean i've not watched big Little lies so the people i sit with at work have provided episode by episode recaps so i feel like i'm um pretty close to an expert now
0: yeah you don't really you don't need to yeah, actually cool. to actually watch it yeah
1: and my, my time is taken up by watching project runway as we've already established yeah
0: no it's a really good show yeah i i recently discovered a show where like a guy just helpfully tries to make gardens for people and he's obviously just like so much better at talking to plants and humans and it's it's the most wonderful relaxing thing that i've ever seen and i'm i'm gonna watch all 80 seasons of it because it's like you know one of these british things has been on for 80 years
1: i was gonna say that that's just what living in Britain is Ugh. just people who are happy with plants and humans. That's all. That's all this place is. Jeez. Our Listeners may not be aware from my um, my accent, but I'm talking to us from London. And yeah, we don't really deal with each other at all. Just just plants. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's it. That's all the media, That's all the media here is. It's just like you know that we know. It's just pure awkwardness. And until you get a plant involved, or maybe a sponge. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do want to mention um, in this episode that uh, weirdly, so uh, Shalom Auslander wrote this book, uh, "Hope: A Tragedy," a, uh, a couple of years ago, wherein he both um, destroys, I guess, in, in the modern in the modern language of uh, clickbait, he destroys both uh, Stephen Pinker and Alan Dershowitz. So I feel like uh, he, he he was way ahead of the culture on this one. If he had just,
1: Shout if out, he John. just sort of
0: uh, held on to that book a couple of years later, like it could be a phenomenon right now. But uh, but uh, he, it's a it's a great book. Everybody should check it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's terrific! No, that that's that's great. Um, no, I just read a Sarah Maitland short story from like eighty. 89 or 95, it felt like either 89 or 95, those years have very particular flavours to them, in which two women explore, it's about gluttony, it's called gluttony, and one woman is a mother superior in a medieval, um, you know, nunnery convent, what's it, um, and the other is a modern lady, modern lady and modern wife, who comes up in the feminist movement in the 70s or so, And in the 80s, becomes a food writer. Then she becomes a TV chef, as these things cabin. You know, it's a bit of fun. It's good money. And then eventually she has a baby. While the medieval mother superior just – she eats the little lump of bread they get, and she drinks the water, and she prays, and she waits for ecstasy. But then, of course, she tells herself off waiting for ecstasy because, you know, how dare she have the impudence to wait for ecstasy she should just be grateful that she gets a little lump of bread. And the chance to pray at all. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the TV chef has her baby and she loves her baby and she feeds her baby, you know, she feeds herself lovely food and she breastfeeds her baby. And Mother Superior, well, there's a big climax when she resists eating an olive because that's quite important. Then she has, she actually, at the age, like when she's like 80 years old, she finally has a religious epiphany in which Mary appears to her in a dream and gives her and she's breastfeeding Jesus and then she gives the nun Jesus for her to breastfeed mm-hmm. and then the nun is suddenly fulfilled into Jesus's love through the breastfeeding then the TV chef gets up to breastfeed her baby and she decides to help herself to a little snack at the same time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she ends up eating her baby. Uh, what? <laughs> Yeah, she she eats, she eats the baby. I just, I really like the story. Yeah. And I just feel like talking about it, frankly. Uh, maybe, you know, like, we're just going to consume all our children. Like, Zeus. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what, you know, that's what a wife's got to do. She's got to take her. She's got to send Zeus over to the side and I eat her own, own children.
0: I mean, you know, what if Ivanka had taken yeah. that approach? Who wouldn't be of this? Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm yeah. saying right she might not fit those peplums as well uh babies go straight to the head um but we'd all be better off also no one's seen barren in years so Melanie yeah, could possibly have eaten them
0: i mean the yeah. the the compulsive hunger that she must have um i mean who knows what what's happened yeah. i want i want to segue a, a little bit which is just like um there's now the sort of growing um part of the personal essay industry um which is the i am single and i'm great uh i just read one this morning um in the Paris review where she talks about um she just wasn't getting enough from this guy and she was so afraid of her desire um and her and her she finally like had some sort of breakdown like 10 days before their wedding. And so she called it off and is she a tor- terrible person? And so she went and like looked at birds with this group of researchers and then found, realized her passion. Um, I, there's always a good re- why, why is it always a well funded research? Trip I know in a it is being? always like, I, I've had break, breakdowns and no one's ever taken me to Costa Rica. I you just say. on your fucking couch uh yeah yeah it was like not great sparkling wine uh anyway so um hey they have made huge innovations in the world of boxed wine <laughs> let me just tell you right now i just don't think this is an improvement i do worry i do worry because you know um sublimated desire and blah 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 and women can't have ambition and the whole fucking the wife thing i don't want i don't want the wife too to be glenn close realizes that she can be an asshole as well like i just but i feel like that's what that movie was and and also where our culture is going and all these essays about um i don't need a man to be a fucking monster um i yeah yeah I don't need a man, and I can launch an app uh, that uses underpaid workers
1: to um, fund getting, yeah. I don't know, box wine to other young professionals. Um, yeah, is it? I, I'm a, you know, I broke up with my boyfriend on the eve of our wedding. I discovered that that energy that I've been putting into the relationship, I could just put forward into like capitalism yeah. and buying yeah. pretty things instead, maybe. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you get your epiphanies where you are, eat those babies, people.
0: <laughs> eat them up. So how do we what do we do what do we do with these women? Um what do we do with these wives? What do we do with the non-wives? What do we what do we do with these fucking women? Um I mean I feel I feel if you go back to the First Wives Club movie
1: there was a montage and a lot of blackmail. Quite quite like more montages and more blackmailing. I mean
0: more more singing of motown songs seems in a in a group.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think we yeah, asked there's there's a i mean the 90s was, there's was a lot of singing in motown and if there's any more motown there for us to sing but you know you can find some other find a little bit of hildegard von bingen to crank out yeah. Throw some bops and like blackmail them all don't fucking defend pedos on twitter there you go that's my i'm gonna lay that one right out there
0: call me crazy <laughs> But. It's, a very, it's a very traditional wife move. Like there, was this, there was a sort of Russian scholar whose books were being taken apart. Um, and so uh, somebody realized that all the five-star reviews uh, were being left by his wife. Um, it was like a publishing scandal back when, back when things were a little calmer. We got to have scandals about that. Back yeah, when we had time to worry about publishing scandals. But old, um, what's his chops? Uh,
1: Orlando Faggies, Wasn't he like undermining his own wives reviews? Oh, that's Amazon? funny. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I feel like that's true. And I mean, I've I noticed that the guy's a fucking douchebag. Yeah. Um, But I want to, I want to, I want that to be the one case. He was definitely giving bad reviews on Amazon to his competitors' books. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I feel like there's something. I feel like he may have also, um, like, fucking gone for his, uh, oh, no, it turns out, no, he then blamed his wife for writing the reviews. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. God. Oh, yeah.
0: Jesus Christ. My client's
1: wife wrote the reviews, lawyer said on the statement. Yep, yeah, man, That was back. that was back in the day in which a publishing scandal over fake Amazon reviews that's it was 2010. We had that to be excited over people. Mm. When they when they get this podcast out of the you know, out of the crane out of the capsule from the charred embers of a post wife world. <laughs> we'd be like, This is what we used to have to entertain ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, in the future there'll be no books, only wives.
0: <laughs> um Yeah. Uh, I did want to leave leave the the conversation with with a little anecdote um which was years and years and years ago back when bookslet still existed um i got a series of abusive emails from a well-known brooklyn intellectual Mm -hmm. let's just say um um and uh because of what he saw as an inaccuracy and everybody else in the world could tell was a joke. So, uh, finally I put like a little editor's note. This was obvious. This was a joke. If you can tell whatever. Um, and he continued to bombard me with crazy emails for a while and then, and then nothing. So then cut to 10 years later, I'm at a conference with this person who has apparently no memory of this interaction of the crazy emails, which are burned into my brain. I could like recite them from memory. Um, How many crazy emails is that fucking written? I know. Like if he just can't remember who he's abused over the years and sent unhinged insane things in the middle of the day, by the way, like probably, you know, it's not like a late night drunk thing. It was like 3 PM. Um, And uh, I had fun sort of toying with him because he really wanted to be my friend. And I was like, you are a psycho shithead. But then when I came, when I got back home and, uh, Googled him, found out that he is, uh, married to one of my favorite, uh, favorite lady writers at the moment. So. <laughs> oh, what are they? Wow.
1: Well, I mean, if you want, it's a hobby. I like. Some of us have crocheted. Some of us have hideous men. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. You know, it may, maybe he, maybe it was the old Darcy move. Like he just negged her into submission, and she was like, "Well, it's like underneath it all, he's great." And then she turns out she had a Mr. Collins instead.
0: I think you just need to monitor uh, monitor their emails, not for potential mistresses, but just for abusive abusive emails. That's maybe. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to do it. God, yeah. yeah. If only if only we're going to
1: have a nice relationship. Yeah. Yeah, well, also, we're yeah. going to get that good old blackmail material. Yeah, that's like, true.
0: Yeah. Just go oh. in with the expectation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. uh, any any final thoughts on, on, on wives yeah. before, before we go?
1: Uh, when you get the prenup, put in a clause about babies yeah. in jail, and that would be that's um, uh maybe also 12 year
0: olds on planes maybe maybe
1: 12 year old yeah no 12 year olds planes or um frankly if you can invite to someone's secret island with a crazy (laughs) temple on it with a lock on the outside totally go go. obviously go but obviously go but record everything (laughs)
0: we're a wire I, yeah if you're married to a powerful man all of your conversations should be recorded and uploaded into some sort of cloud anyway i just don't even, i just don't understand why people aren't thinking ahead like uh yeah Got the we all- have we have d- we have shelters for abused women to set up with the funds uh purloined in from blackmail and extortion so just get in there get in there early with the intention.
1: Get in there early, man. The First Wives Club marked. Actually, they're making the First Wives Club, Club marked, too. No, no, no. I can't even joke about that. It's
0: All right. All right. Well, it was nice talking to you about gloomy subjects. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Forever
1: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.